us just close our eyes for a moment and just just worship him just for a little bit longer the presence of the Lord is here right now and he's wanting to touch the needs of people there's needs here right now fear is going to walk out the back door oh spirit of fear been dogging some of you that spirit's about to leave this building right now come on just worship him just a little bit longer right now I'm not giving you the spirit of fear but of might, power and of a sound mind sound means fortified he said I've not given you the spirit of fear but of might, power and a fortified mind when you get the baptism of the Holy Ghost your mind is protected your mind's protected. So if you're experiencing fear and something in your mind, speak the word. God, you've not given me the spirit of fear, but of might, power, and of a sound mind. I claim a sound mind. I promise you the enemy is afraid of us using the word of God. He would rather us try to fight him in the in our own logic. Now get on out of here, devil. Go ahead and leave me alone. Stop messing with me. He wants you to fight him. You need to remember something. Satan is just a fired musician. He don't carry a sword. He carries a guitar. He was a harp player, a musician. He don't know anything about a sword. Two opposite things. One can be used for one thing, which he abused. He don't want you to pick up a sword and fight him because he don't know what to do. He's never handled a sword before. That's why the Bible said, and there's no truth in him. There's no word in him. He don't have a sword. Oh, that's just good, y'all. My God. I'm preaching to myself. But he wants you and I to get down on his level and kind of negotiate and talk a little bit. Just remember, he ain't got no sword. And you do. One swing. Wow! Fear would be cut in half. Wham! Another swing would cause depression to go. Wham! I wish some of you would today pick up a sword and just swing it one time. I'm tired of living under the torment and the depression and the hopelessness of this ain't never going to work out. Pick up your sword. You've got more for you than the enemy's got for him. You're the victor, not him. Swing it. I've been in church services talking about what I'm talking about here this morning. I've seen people, Brother Sean, pick up their Bible. We don't bring them no more. We used to bring a Bible, a paper Bible. 
And I remember seeing that. And I look across that congregation and people would be doing this. You say, well, man, that's just so stupid. Those more stupid than people watching reality TV shows. I done went to meddling. Y'all, it's a new decade. It's a new pinball. Y'all better watch out. They got to swinging that sword, Brother Sean, and they got to speaking it while they're swinging it. See, something about faith. That's why I'm not an advocate of just kind of sit back. I'm an advocate of you got to move. You got to give him a demonstration of I'm in this God and I'm going to show you. I lift my hands. I lift my voice. I lift myself to you today and I'm going to show you. God would fall it may have happened in Jackson people got to swing it but Smith you've seen it they get them Bibles out something about it I, for me brother Smith it was this it's going ahead of me it's going before me See, I ain't got to face this like this. That's what many people do. I'm going to face it head on. No, no, no. I'm going to put this out there in front of me because I know what he said. No weapon formed against me or prosper. I got the weapon I need right now to defeat anything that may be coming against me. I wish somebody would raise their faith right now. There's healing in this building today. By his stripes, you're healed. Swing the sword. It's dangerous to get a preacher out of a pulpit. I ain't been in here since last Sunday morning. Sister Becky, I'm about to just pop. I feel the Holy Ghost here today. Hey, well, it's just another Sunday morning, but you don't know. I done saw things walk into this place. He's wanting to heal people today. Why? It's a brand new decade, a brand new year. You could leave today with a healing. You could start your new year off. That arthritis could leave your body before you leave this building today. Genesis chapter 17. Verse 1. And Abram was 90 years old and 9. The Lord appeared unto Abram and said, I am the I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee. And I will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face and God talked with him and said, As for me, God speaking, behold, my covenant is with thee and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Just some points I want to bear out. He said, walk before me, you'll be perfect. That's maturity. When Abraham fell on his face, God spoke. You want God to speak, you got to fall. But his conclusion is, God said, 
as for me, this is my covenant. It didn't say because you've been good. It says this is a decision I'm making for you. And he said to prove that I'm making the decision, you ain't no more going to be called Abram. You're going to be called Abraham. You're going to go from Abram, a high father, to Abraham, father of multitudes. Turn to Ruth chapter 1, verse 19. Ruth 1, it's after Judges. Ruth chapter 1, verse 19. So they too went until they came to Bethlehem, and it came to pass when they were in Bethlehem that all the city was moved and said, Is this Naomi? This is Naomi and Ruth returned back to Bethlehem. And she said unto them, Call me not Naomi, call me Mara. For the Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. And now she explains why. I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Why then call ye me Naomi, seeing the Lord hath testified against me, and the Almighty hath afflicted me? And Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her, which returned out of the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of harvest. I want to preach to you here today, what's your name? Now, I'm not coming today, I want to qualify this on purpose. I'm not coming today with a polished sermon. I'm coming to you today with a word from the Lord for somebody at the beginning of this new year. I know there's new year resolutions and thank God for them. That helps us to keep motivated. Thank the Lord for all that we do to keep motivated. But I feel here today a word from God that is not meant to motivate you, but it's, it's meant to open your eyes that you see who's for you. Lift your hands and ask God to talk to us today. Jesus, let your word go forth with a clarity, an understanding, and a power. I ask you today, lead our hearts and our minds, let everything be clear. I pray in the name of Jesus, we pray. God bless you. Thank you for standing in honor of the word of the Lord. What's your name? The Old Testament names were given symbolically. They were given to mean something that had been revealed by the Spirit of God about that person before it had come to fruition. Many times these names were given prophetically to people before they ever were even born or upon their birth. It was a prophetic word announcing what their purpose and what their destiny was. It was an announcement to the world that every time that that person was seen, their name would precede them in the things of the kingdom of God and the purpose of God question I have here today is what's your name came and I I felt it as more of a question that the Holy Ghost would ask us today. I'm not speaking of your natural name. Many of you have already deduced that from the text I read. I'm not speaking of your natural name of Micah or Scott 
as many people may know. I'm speaking of a metaphoric name that you're known by uh, and even made by association of your natural name, but you're known by something. In the Bible, their name denoted what they were or what their purpose was and where they were going to end up maybe in the end. And here we see with Abraham, he's saying, I'm changing that name from the father that is high to a father of multitudes. And I guess in the question of what's your name, the answer or the, the road that you and I need to take in the answering to the question is, did God give me this name? Or did my crisis and people give me my name? Did God make this for me and I'm walking in the totality and the fulfillment of my purpose? Of what God said I am? Am I really operating as a son of God? A child of God? One that God's called out of darkness into his marvelous light. Am I operating as God has termed me? Or am I still living under the stigma of my mistake? My past, my crisis, my error, my problem. That either I did to myself or people have labeled me as such. What name are we going by? What name is this church going by? Are we going by the name? And I please don't mistake it. And I know this is podcasted. I'm, I'm, I'm all for affiliation and UPC. I love it. I, I'm going to die in it. It's, it's my grandfather and I, I'm there. But it cannot become my identity. I'm a child of God before I'm a UPC minister. I'm a child of God before I'm an Indian village member. I'm a son of God before I am. What name have you been given? The question is, did God give it or did your crisis and people give it? I'm ready to find whatever name God's got for me. And that's what I want to walk into. We are so identified by our past and people we carry nicknames into our sparkle many of y'all don't know her name is not sparkle her name is Veronica I had nicknames they nicknamed me and if I'm not careful that's that's what I was back in high school or college or the world that's what people may be associated or they termed me or maybe it was because of a certain behavior that I was I was just a party animal come on somebody I'm trying to reel y'all in it's y'all help the brother out today it was because of a behavior I did or or It was maybe because I was the son of. Go all over Lake Charles and, well, you're the son of. Is that my name, the son of? Not denoting or saying that's a bad thing, but for some, they don't want to acknowledge who their daddy was. 
don't want to acknowledge who their mama was. They don't want to acknowledge who their past was. And if I'm not careful, though, I will take on the name that I had no choice over. And people now have associated me according to that. I'm telling this church and I'm telling an individual in this house, you are not defined by what people say. You're defined by what God says. And when you and I get in alignment with whatever God says, He has an ability to change your nature. He has an ability to change your mind. He has an ability to change things in your heart and mind that no man could ever do. The power of transformation in the Spirit There's no price tag you could ever put on that. It's what a drive a counselor and a a medical doctor out of profession. I thank God for every one of them and we need every one of them. But there's a higher physician. There's a greater counselor. There's a higher God. And his name is Jesus. And when I get a, a notion from him that my name is about to change, there's not one devil in hell that could ever stop me from the purpose that God's trying to take me to. What's the name? That you go by. How do people know you? Do they know you as a man of God? Or do they know you as. Every time I'm around Carol Bush now. He's a negative. He's not. How are we known? See here's what God saw affording somebody here today. And affording me. A name change. You don't have to be denoted like you were. I made mistakes in my yesterday. Thank God for his mercy, Brother Mike. Thank God for the mercy of God and the transforming power of him. That he can come down where I am. And where I made a mistake, it didn't identify me. Just because my daddy was a wife beater, doesn't mean I'm going to be a wife beater. Just because my dad was an alcoholic, it doesn't mean I'm going to be an alcoholic. Just because my mama was a prostitute, it doesn't mean I'm going to be a... But people like to identify with the calamity of yesterday. And God's trying to tell this New Testament church you don't have to be identified with yesterday I can give you a new name I can make you a new creature I can put something in you that people will talk about and say hey there's something different about them they don't act the same way they don't talk the same way they don't even that's the kind of change I want in me I don't want to run into my high school buddies and they say well man there ain't much difference in him than what he used to be That's an indictment against me. I don't want to run into my college buddies. I want them to say, you're different. There's something different about you. And then I can tell them, yeah, here's what I used to do. But I found something at an altar. I found something in repentance. And I asked God to forgive me for the mistakes I did. And now those, those crises, those mistakes, those behaviors that were antagonistically opposing to the will of God, they're no more my identity. I got a brand new name. Yeah, you might know me as Scott, but God knows me as something different. I'm now a child of God. I'm a son of the king. And the king said, I'm ready to give you some things in the kingdom that if you'll follow me I've got benefits that you've never seen I've got blessings that you've never seen I've got healing that I'm ready to give you but you gotta let me change your name we are still 
Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. We get the Holy Ghost. Acts 2.38. Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Be baptized, you get the Holy Ghost, we talk in tongues, and we stop. We miss the second part of salvation, and that's sanctification. Sanctification means separation. It started by separation, but the continuing work of sanctification continues after you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That every day I wake up, I've got to separate myself. Because if I'm not careful, my old past is going to want to jump back on me again. My old feelings about yesterday. Come on, folks, let's get honest. Any of you ever lived in the world? You let an old Leonard Skinner. I'm about to date some of you. You let something come on, and before long, you kind of, ooh. Come on, I'm about to bust a move up in here. Y'all better wake up. Come on, Mike, I'll preach to you. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, George Strait. And a tear in my beard. And for long. Ooh. Watch. Watch. I remember where I was when I first heard that song. Ooh, I done slipped up on y'all. Y'all didn't even see that one coming. Well, there ain't nothing wrong with listening to her. No, I'm not saying it's going to damn you, send you to hell. All I'm saying is, is you got to be careful. Because if not long, that old name going to come back on you. I've done it. I admit it. I'm the preacher. I got the mic. I'll be in a store, boy, and I find myself going, ooh, I like that. Come on, y'all act so spiritual. They act so spiritual. God, I've been fasting. That don't even faze me. I mean, you, you need to hear me. Yeah, it will phase you. It might not be that. But it's something. Because every man got a weight and a besetting sin. There's something always vying for you to come back to your old life. And if I'm not careful, if I keep going down the road, I'm not saying one time, two times, three times, you determine that. You got to work out your own salvation. That's why I'm not a dictator pastor. You figure it out yourself. I'm going to tell you what the word says. You figure it out. If you can listen to it five times and it's good with you, then God bless you. You listen to it one and it ain't, then you better heed. That's sanctification. That's separating myself as I go a little bit further. But you see, here's what you got to see on the other side of it. The enemy is trying to pull you back because he wants you to operate under your old name. He wants you to start operating where you used to lose your temper like crazy. And you'd fight at the drop of a hat. I'll tear you up. I'm Brother Jackson. But see, the enemy doesn't know. I can't get to him. He's done accepted his new name. Bible says when you're baptized in Jesus' name, the Holy Ghost comes. He said, I write. That name's wrote on that. The word is wrote in the heart. See, when you get the Holy Ghost, something begins to change in you that you can't stop it if you wanted to. That's why people think they, well, I can backslide and it'll all go away. You are, you're crazy. That word's done in you. 
Once you've done eight of it, tasted of it, it's in you. It ain't never going to go away. It's in you. That should give a hope for a backslider. Your son and daughter, you just keep praying with the tears and water the seed. God said, I'll give the increase at the appointed time. He'll give the increase as he sees it fit. But once that word's put in there, it don't change. See, and that's what God was trying to tell Abraham, even though Abraham didn't have the Holy Ghost, Sister Claudia. He said, find that verse. Wherever I was in the beginning. Genesis 17, verse 2. See, he didn't have the Holy Ghost. But here's what he did have. He had a word from the Lord. And God said, I will make my covenant between thee and thee, between me and thee, and will multiply. God said, I'm changing this. And what I want somebody to see here today is God is saying, I'm ready to change some things in your mind and your heart that's tormented you for years. And all it would take would be the flip of a switch in the Holy Ghost and God would give you a brand new mind, a brand new emotion system that you can look at trouble and say, this ain't going to take me down. Crisis that used to send you over the edge. I'm telling you in living for God, there's a place he can take you that the crisis won't send you over. The calamity won't send you over Because you've recognized God's done changed my name I'm his son I'm his child And God ain't never gonna leave me nor forsake me But he'll help me through it As long as I let him make the change He said I'll make the covenant I'm gonna do something with you Abraham But now that first verse He said and I've used this a bunch of times. I'm going to use it again, Brother Mike, because it's just so great. He said, walk thou before me. Verse 1. And I'm going to make you perfect. Word perfect means mature. So now put that in context. He comes to him and says, Abram, he ain't changed his name yet. He comes to Abraham first and says, hey, I am the Almighty. Notice the thee. He ain't one of the mighty. He is the almighty. There ain't one of many. There ain't a multiplicity of gods. There's only one God, the almighty God, that put on flesh and took a name that was above every name, that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. The question is, will I declare him Lord today or will I declare him Lord in a week? One way or the other, I'm declaring him Lord, whether it be in this time or it be in eternity. I'd rather declare him as Lord over cancer today I'd rather loose my faith now and declare him Lord over my family today instead of waiting for an eternity. He said, I am the Almighty. He said, now here's the key. I need you to walk before me and be perfect. Be mature. Because this thing of changing your name is going to take a little time. I need you to walk before me and be mature. I need you to remember I'm declaring to change you. But you got to remember my change of you is at my speed. I want it now. That is the worst thing you could ever tell me. Or that I, I got to wait. What? I don't want to wait. I want what God has now. And God says, 
I'm going to wait and let you walk before me. And I'm going to let you grow up. Because if I gave you the hammer at three, you'll mess up the china cabinet. If I give you the M16 at four, you're going to shoot everybody. I got to give it to you when you're old enough. I got to give you your promise when you're old enough that you can handle the promise lest you mess up the promise. What you're asking God for, He's ready and willing. It's contingent on my moving forward in Him. And if I'll let God grow me at the level He wants me to grow me, and not the level I want, I prayed that for us. God, I want you to make me into what you want me to be. Don't let that church make me into what they want me to be. And I pray it for you. God, don't let me make them into what I want them to be. You make them into what you want them to be. Because this ain't about me and it ain't about you. It's about him. Don't make this about me. I don't want you, I don't want you to change me. And I don't want to change you. I want us to change together for whatever the will of God and the purpose of God is. And if God's saying, this is what I want through the word of God, then whatever he says, Brother Jackson, that's what I want. Lift your hands right now, Brother Jackson. Father, by the authority of the name of Jesus, I speak a healing touch in his body right now. Where he's short of breath, I bind that spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, church, lift your hands. Help me pray for a moment. By the authority of the name of Jesus right now. Come on, thank God right now for his word. Come on, that's our hope. That should put a smile on me in your face. A joy for you and I. This world ain't my hope. The doctor ain't the final answer. God is the final answer for you and I. And it should cause us to be fervent in our praise and worship. Uh, there's something moving. God's fixing to give you something new, Sister Claudia, in the Spirit. Just open your hands, and God's going to put something in it in prayer. God's going to help you with something. I'm, I'm being vague on purpose because I got the mic. Just trust me. You know, when He puts it in your hands, you're going to know in the Spirit, and God's going to use you very specifically and strategically in the weeks to come. Folks, there's a prophetic vein running through this building right now. And he's doing it not for edification. He's not doing it to show you or make you think I'm spiritual. You're spiritual. God's trying to show you and I'm trying to change a name. I'm trying to change some things in your mind for his glory, for his kingdom. Not for my glory, not for your glory. Not that we can broadcast to everybody on Facebook saying how great this is and that. It's for God's glory. To God be the glory that the backslider walk in the back door. To God be the glory that we get a healing in a man's body. To God be the glory that some marriage gets some healing. What's your name? The Holy Ghost is asking somebody today, are you going to be defined by your past? Or are you going to be defined by what God's calling you and this church into? It's not an accident he gave me this. I got it. I came down last night, 10 o'clock. Spent hours up there. Didn't get nothing. And at about 9.45, he moved in there. And it's not an accident he gave me this. For this week of seven days 
of strategic and focused worship. Because he's trying to show you and I, I'm trying to change something in our minds. I'm included in that. I'm trying to change something in our thinking. My past cannot be my present. My present is going to dictate my tomorrow. I'm not relegating tomorrow on yesterday. I'm relegating tomorrow on what I do right now. That's why I'm going to give him my best praise. I'm going to give him my best worship. I'm going to give him my best surrender and give it all now. Because there's no promise of tomorrow. If my heart ain't right, I want to get it right today. Because all it would take would be one vacuum and your life leaves. Answer the question What's your name? He said, walk. Next verse. This will take it off of you. Here it is. And I will make. God said, I'm doing this. If you let me do this and you just keep walking forward. That's the contingency. Just walk forward. That's it, Brother Charlie. He ain't asking for you to jump through hoops. He ain't asking for you to go for on a 40-day fast. Just take a window and give it to me. He said, I will make a covenant. I'm telling somebody here in the Holy Ghost, God's one. He made a covenant with you when you were baptized in Jesus' name. But Brother Mike, he's wanting to make a new covenant. I'd come back and teach about it. There's tons of them in the Bible. There's a covenant with your eyes. He said, I'll make a covenant with you, but you got to walk before me. And he said, if you do, I'll multiply you. That means that empty pew right by you could be multiplied. Not empty, wrong term. It could be filled through multiplication. Next verse. And Abram did what? Fail. We got a problem with falling. I got it all together. I'm rough, tough. Spit nails. God said, fall. And he fell. And when he fell, God talked. God's going to talk to us in the next seven days. Say, well, now hold on. Don't get ahead of God. He might not tell you what you want to hear. But I'm telling you, there will be a rhema word released in the next seven days. Might not be what you want, but God's going to speak. Because somebody has made up in their mind, I'm falling on my face. You want God to talk? Lay down. In that moment. Next verse. As for me, My covenant is with you. He's telling him, this is my thing, Abraham. That's why this whole Holy Ghost thing, that's God's thing. I just got to get it. He's affording it. He's saying, this is, I'm giving this to you, Abraham, Abram. This is about me and what I want to do through you. 
See, we come to God so many times and it's like, God, what are you going to do for me? That's why I'm trying to shift something in the spirit with the word of God. I feel it's almost like a strategic target. We come to God so many times and say, God, this is what I want. Instead of saying, God, you're good. We give him our want list instead of our worship. God wants worship, not the list. And he said, this is what I'm going to do in you, Abram. I'm going to make a covenant with you. And thou shalt be the father of many nations. And Abraham laughed. Sarah laughed. Next verse. Neither shall thy name be any more called the high father. But now it's going to become the father of multitudes. Because you went down. Covenant with God and him acquiescing to the covenant brought multitude of blessing. So if you're here today and you need God's favor in your life, that's the pattern. Face down, accept the covenant by faith. God's doing this. Does it mean I'm going to get what I want? Because it's his terms, not mine. I've seen many people I prayed for, and they died. Then I prayed for others, and God healed them. You know what, God? I've always prayed before. God, I don't ever want to do what's right in my own eyes. Keep me humble. God has a way of keeping us humble. And God's ready to change the name of Abram to Abraham. And Abraham's response was, I'm 90-something years old. Or Sarah was, I don't remember. Both of them just old as a whatever. And they laughed. They looked at him changing the name. Now, here's the stigma. Abraham has to walk around now telling everybody, I'm Abraham. Remember what I started with? A name is given by God. To show the future. Now everywhere Abraham goes. He's got a wife that's barren. And he has to say. I'm Abraham. Where's the multitude? Well we just ain't got them yet. How many of you know God's blessed you. And given you favor. But you have no tangible proof. That he's going to do what he said. How many here today. Backslidden son, daughter, family. Your prayer you're asking God to answer. It still ain't been done yet. And you're carrying this promise that says God's going to do it. God's going to do it. God's going to do it. But you have no proof that he's going to do it. You're in a place of changing names. And if you'll just let God change the name and keep walking before him in time, God will deliver everything he promised. God's not slack concerning his promises. In other words, God's not on a siesta break. He sees it, but he's weighing in every factor that goes into God bringing the answer to you and I. Look at Jacob. Abraham had Isaac. Isaac had Jacob and Esau. Look at Jacob's struggle. Genesis chapter 32. You can go back and read it. I think it's verse, I don't know, 22, 21, something like that. 32nd chapter. 
and Jacob wrestling with the angel. And what did he say? Wrestling back and forth before he walked into his destiny. He was on his way to meet Esau. That this whole thing was going to change and walk into promise. And he's wrestling with an angel. And Jacob asked the angel, what's your name? The conversing between the two. When he knew what his name was. And the angel speaks to Jacob and says, your name will no longer be Jacob anymore. From this day forward, it's going to be Israel. You know what Israel means? Israel. El, El is God, Israel is governed by. That word means governed by God. And in our life, God is always trying to get his government over you and I. That it's not my will, but his will. It's the process of changing a name. The battle and the struggle is my will versus his will. And God's saying in all of that, if you let me change your name... You won't be known, Jacob, as the deceiver no more. Everywhere you go, people know you're a liar. You're a cheater. You're a deceiver. But if you let me change your name, you're not going to be known by that anymore. You're going to be known as a prince that walks with God with such a power. Is there anybody tired of people's opinion of what they said about years ago about you? Let God change your name. Let Him give you a brand new name. At what you used to be known as in behavior. You're not known like that anymore. But you're known now as a child of God. Or a man of God. Or a woman of God. Or a prayer warrior. Or a Bible study teacher. And I remember when. Oh. How he used to do. You don't have to be identified by that anymore. When you come into his presence brother Daryl. The first thing God wants to do is change your name. Change what you used to be to turn you into what you need to be for his kingdom. And if you and I let God change the name, it'll be like Israel was God govern. But it don't come easy. The closing chapter of Genesis. 49. I think 49, 33. The last verse of chapter 49. If I'm not mistaken, there's only 33 verses in it. He closes out the chapter. Look, when Jacob had made an end, what? Where's Israel? Where's Israel? I thought you're Israel. And Jacob had made an end of commanding his sons. He gathered them up, yielded up the ghost, and was gathering his people. Jacob struggled with going back and forth. Next verse, go to the next chapter, chapter 50, verse 1. Watch. Jacob... Now go to verse 1 of chapter 50, Genesis. And Joseph fell on his father's face and kissed him. He's dead. Next verse. And Joseph commanded the physicians to do what? Embalm who? Israel. Israel. Why? Because his name had changed in the eyes of the people. They know him now as Israel. But Jacob's still struggling with his past. Your past is never going to go away. You kill your past. You take everything you did as a boy and you keep it on that altar. 
Because once God puts in motion who you're going to be, the perception of people changes. That's why I'm telling somebody in the Holy Ghost. I know you know everybody and I know you're all kin. And you know everybody's growing ups. But I'm telling you, God is going to change that in this church. It, from this perspective, not from the negative, but to the positive. Everything you did in your yesterday, you're known as this. You're known as that. God's going to give you a new name. He's going to give you a new name. He's going to give you a new name. And God's going to do something brand new that he's never done in Indian Village because of his purpose and his kingdom. See, that's why it's so hard for people to break out. Some of you won't even get out of that pew and praise and worship God because you know what people, people know your past. And if you get out of that pew and you start worshiping God, you're in your mind, you're trapped. Because if I do that, they're going to say, now what's he doing up there worshiping? He don't have no right lifting his hands. I know what he told me yesterday. He was cussing me up a storm on the phone the other day. He has no right lifting his hands. See, the past... And here's what God's trying to say. When God says, I made you a new creature, don't you try to change that. If I made you a new creature, your past is under the blood. Your past is under that blood. You can lift your hands freely. You can lift your voices freely. It doesn't matter what you've done yesterday. If you ask God to forgive you and ask God to put it under the blood and you're baptized in Jesus' name, it's gone. It's a brand new day, a brand new creature, and a brand new name. He said Israel And God's telling you and I Musicians come I'm closing The last Thing To be remembered Was the work God did in Jacob Hear me The greatest testimony You could ever have Is this Yes I messed up Yes, I said things I shouldn't have said. Yes, I did things I shouldn't have done. Fess up to it. Admit it. The greatest testimony is I admit it. But God has forgiven me. And you begin to do things to show you're forgiven. Because in the eyes of the people and the eyes of, that know you as a, well, that's just, a, that's just the gossip. That's just the backbiter. That's just the negative one. That, you ever go around, they're just always negative. When the Holy Ghost moves on you, you don't talk the same way. You don't act the same way. You get a new name. And your battle from here to eternity is going to be, you want to go back to your old way, or do I let the new name that God gave me change everything? Stand with me. I told you, I, I could have preached another hour since Becky. Gave y'all Sunday night, Wednesday night, and Sunday morning all at one time. But I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost today, if you'll let God change your name, you say, well, how do I do that? Fall on your face. Repent. Seek God with your heart. Hunger for God. Express yourself to God through praise and worship. Anything you can do to let God know, Dale, I hunger for you, God. Dale, you listen to me. Just you being here, God's pleased. Hear that? 
Don't let anybody put anything on you more than what God wants to put on you. Just the fact that you're here, God's pleased. You ain't got to run right now. You ain't got to shout right now. Just sit there on that pew and just get your tail to the house of God. That's it. And in time, you're going to feel a little jiggly in your leg. I hope you do. I hate that church. You're going to feel a jiggle. You're going to feel a move. Because that's the Holy Ghost saying, I need you to echo back to me that you really believe I did the work. See, that's what praise is. It's you echoing back. God, I believe your word today. If somebody wants to echo back today, if you believe the word of God today and you believe God's ready to change your name into something brand new. Folks, we're on a brand new decade. I keep going back to it because it's just, we, I said it the other night in prayer, we had the roaring 20s. Let's call this the roaring days of revival. The 20s of revival. God's ready to do something new that's never been done before. What do you say you let him do it with us here in Indian Village? Come on, lift your hands. Step out of that pew here today. Make your way to the front. And let's declare unto God, God, I'm ready for a new name. I'm ready for you to change something in me, God. I'm not just doing this week of sacrifice and worship just to do it because the preacher asked me. I'm doing it, God, because I'm hungry for you. If you're hungry for him, lift your hands. And let's let God begin a work here on this Sunday that you and I desperately need in our hearts.